Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. One of the things I have been doing for the last week and over the weekend is thinking about how the plumbing of a central bank digital currency would work. I've made the mistake of saying, oh, well, what would happen is all of the average Joe and Janes, the businesses in the real economy, they would simply download the Fed app. They would have an account at the Fed, and therefore the bank reserves would become legal tender. Really, the only difference is the, the, the bank reserves that they would have would be programmable, or they would be, I think better said, traceable. And this is true, but it is a massive, once I started to really think about, okay, what happens first? What happens next? What happens after that? Considering the Fed, the central banks, the euro dollar system, global monetary system, the way it's currently set up, and the way it may differ under a central bank digital currency. Considering all of these things, I tried to go through the step-by-step processes of how we would get from where we are today to where we might well be in the future with a central bank digital currency. So the first conclusion I came to is people, and I don't think I would say this about the rebel capitalist community in general, but even people who are, you know, into gold or Bitcoin or even Keynesians, it, you know, it doesn't matter. The, 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 the global monetary system is so esoteric that I've never seen anything in my life that confuses people more than money. Never, not even close. And it's not just people are confused by money, but they are so far their view of money is not just like 10% wrong. <laughs> it's, it's like 99.9% wrong. And it's not their fault because who has time to really geek out on this stuff? I'm sure everyone in this live stream right now has a job, has kids, you got responsibilities, you got stuff to do. You, you can't sit there and try to think through. And when I say money, I'm talking about the US dollar. You can't sit there and think through how the global monetary system works. So what most what I've observed is most people's default of the banking system and money still kind of revolves around the money having something of yours that is physical or it still involves the banking system having something of yours like like you're you're taking some of your stuff and you're going down and you're giving it to the bank and then they're taking your bag of stuff and then they're kind of giving it to someone else maybe and they're keeping 10% of the stuff you just gave them. This is people's view of the dollar or let's just use money that we're using that term very loosely here, but you guys know what I'm talking about. This could not be further from the truth. And I know this is going to sound very weird when I say this, but you've got to get your head, if you want to understand the system, You've got to get your head around the fact there is no money. There is no money. Now, it is true. There, there are green pieces of paper or there are red pieces of paper. Or if I go into my bag here, I've got some Colombian pesos or something. That is money. That is currency. Absolutely. I, 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 I grant you that. And if you take your bag of currency and give it to the bank and they stick it in your safe deposit box or something like that, you're going to have your bag of, of stuff currency, physical currency in that bank. But that's not what I'm talking about. Let's just, let's just pretend for a moment that cash doesn't exist. 
and and let's be honest i i mean especially in the western world i would say cash is what maybe i mean well i i actually i should know this because the the uh the, the cash would be a liability of the fed that prior to the gfc that was right around 800 billion so i'm talking about currency and circulation so that's the green pieces of paper so i would assume it's a little higher now maybe a trillion but then when you think about how many dollars exist in the world i mean we we could be close to 100 trillion so let's just see, say the green pieces of paper represent 1% or maybe 2% of, of quote unquote money, dollars. So that, that's why I kind of just throw it as off to the side as though it doesn't really exist. So let's just assume for a moment that we don't have that, that 1% or 2%. Outside of that 1% or 2%, there is no money. None. No one on this live stream has money. None. I don't. The banks don't. The Fed doesn't. So what do they have? So when you're going down to your local store and you're getting stuff, what, what are you giving them? Well, you're not really giving them anything. So why would they give you the stuff? Because the ledger that both of both parties agree exists and the ledger, the banking system, that network maintains for the individual parties. And because everyone agrees, that ledger is actual money because everyone agrees that whatever the ledger says is a reflection of my overall purchasing power. Now, some people may say, oh, George, you're splitting hairs. Not really, because if you don't understand that there is no money, that there's only a, a ledger system, although that may seem overly anal, it, it, it isn't from the standpoint of you have to completely get your head around that. So when you think about other things, they make a lot more sense. Because if you're overly simplistic, with the, the difference between a ledger and, and, and what makes money money, the simple fact that there is no money, it's just we all agree on a, 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 a network of ledgers. If you don't fully understand the differences there, it's going to lead you to make a lot of mistakes in the future on how you see, whether it's central bank digital currencies, whether it's uh, you know, money, inflation, deflation, etc. I mean, I did a video last week and I keep getting this over and over and over in the comments. And on Twitter, I just did a tweet today about people thinking that if we have a, a, a central bank digital currency, then this is somehow going to be a completely different currency. And it's going to, and it's going to wipe out the dollar. And therefore any debts, any mortgages, any credit card debt, any treasuries, anything that you have like that will basically go to zero overnight because the banks are gonna shut down and they're gonna replace all of the old dollars with the new Fed coin and all those old dollars are going to effectively become worthless. What this idea implies is that there is money. So taking it to its simplest, most simplistic form, this idea goes back to what we were saying at the beginning. It's like the bank has this big bag of, of cash and the bank's holding it for you. And the Federal Reserve comes in and says, oh, no, 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 bank, we're going to shut you down on Friday. And we're going to take we're going to take that old bag of stuff you have. And we're going to, oh, oh, we throw it off the truck. And here you go. Here's this new bag of stuff. Red pieces of paper. They're called Fed coin. Not that there'd be cash, but you, I'm, I'm using this from a standpoint of this happening electronically. Right. And if you understand that there isn't that they're all that we're dealing with is a ledger then you understand that, that this is nonsense because you're, you're not changing anything. Let me give you another example here. 
I did this just obviously really quick, but just on uh, the, the notes here. Josh, can you see that? There we go. Yeah, I think you guys can. So uh, let me try to expand it. I mean, it's pretty basic here, guys. I'm just doing one of these little balance sheets here. So you've got a, a, a bank and then Joe has 100. Jane has 100. That's liabilities. Loan, 100. Reserves, 100. So let me ask you a quick question. What would make this 100 euros and what would make it dollars and what would make it yen? So you say, oh, well, George, well, it's an American bank, so, so it has to be dollars. Why? All, it, all, all we're talking about is just an, a ledger. Who's to say it's not Colombian pesos? Why would it? Think about what it would take for well, Wells Fargo to have 100 for Joe, and then all of a sudden it's just paid. What, what would it take for them to do that? Would they have to somehow take a giant truck and a plane and go all the way down to, to Columbia and get the, 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 a bag of pesos and bring them back? And, oh, my gosh, logistically, that would be impossible. Or would they simply have to just go into the ledger and put, oh, P, pesos, done. And then the reason this is 100 pesos and not $100, because this bank is part of a network, and the network agrees that whatever the ledger says, it says. And the network agrees that if the ledger says that's 100 pesos, then that's 100 pesos. And if the ledger, if we just go back here and just delete that, but D, now the ledger says that it's dollars. Now Joe has $100, not 100 pesos. You see my point? There is no money. The only thing there is, is a network of ledgers. And all they do is keep score. That's it. There isn't even treasuries. What, what do you think? There's some sort of something called a mortgage-backed security? Really, really. What I want you to do is take a picture of a mortgage-backed security and go ahead and send it to me. You see, I'm not being cute. I, I'm trying to prove a point that if and if you can get and if you can understand this and the difference between the two, you are going to have a massive edge, and you're going to understand this system better than 99.999% of people out there, even on FinTwit. There is no money. There's only a network of ledgers that do nothing but keep score. You want this loan to be 100 treasuries? Oh, no problem. Let's just delete loan and put a big capital T right there. Done. Now you own 100 worth of treasuries. That's all it is. That's all it is. You say, well, why don't the banks just come in? Because the network all has to agree. So if the bank comes in here and puts T, well, okay, well, whose liability is that? Well, that would be a liability of the government. Okay, well, does the government, does that match up with their network? Or excuse me, their ledger that's on the network? And if the ledgers match, then it's real. If the ledgers don't match, then it's not real. And we accept that reality. You see, this is why my good friend, Chris Cole, says the dollar, or any currency really, is nothing but a thought abstraction. That's all it is. And, and again, to be very specific, I would just say it, all it is is a network of ledgers that are just keeping score. So going back to the central bank digital currency, what, how, how would Joe know if he had $100 in his account and on a Friday and the bank opens up on Monday and wouldn't you know it? He, he looks at his statement, which is just basically the ledger, his portion of the ledger, and it says he has $100. Nothing seems fishy here. My bank statement said on Monday that I had $100, and today I have $100. How would Joe know that the new $100 are traceable? Let me take it. Let me ask you another question. Anyone on the live stream right now, 
go ahead and I'll try to to read what's what's popping up here so we can kind of get some interaction going. So I, I really, really am passionate about you guys trying you guys getting your head around this and, and learning this. I, I I really want you guys to have this edge. So we have 556 people on the live stream right now. Let me ask each and every one of you a question. How do you know the central planners and authoritarians didn't already transition to a central bank digital currency? How do you know that? Go ahead and type it into the chat. I'll wait to see some of the answers we get. You wouldn't know the difference. Average geo says uh, commercial CBD, retail CBD. You wouldn't know the difference. There, there's all it is is a ledger. So you're again, it goes back to the question. And, uh, you know, you might say, well, George, we have cash. Okay, well, a central bank digital currency definitely could coexist with cash. Now, obviously, you guys know as well as I do, they would try to ban cash for sure. But um, even if they ban cash, you, you still don't know that they've got a central bank digital currency. And since it could coexist, that doesn't mean that we don't already have a central bank digital currency because it would still be dollars. It's still just a ledger. And whether the Fed can track it or not, you don't know that. Well, how do you know? Okay, so they say they already did, already done. Most people are saying we wouldn't know, and that's that's exactly the point that I'm trying to make. Hey, guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Okay, so James says you would have two weeks to turn in your existing cash before it's worthless. Okay, but you're talking about currency there. James, and this is a great point, but I, I'm not talking about currency. I'm talking about the dollars that you right now have in your Wells Fargo account. Or, or what? Again, there's no money there. There's nothing there. Uh, the We're talking about the ledger system network that shows that your score with Wells Fargo is 100. <laughs> a better way of saying it, much more specific. And so th there, there is no way to know this because you wouldn't know other than if they started to leverage it or if they came right out and said, hey, listen, you know what? Now your account or your, your dollars are a liability of the Federal Reserve. They're no longer a liability of the commercial banking system. And that's if they can't figure out a way to maintain the current status quo where this part of the ledger is on the bank's balance sheet instead of having to move to the Fed's balance sheet. And I'm, I'm thinking that through, and I'm not done. So I, I once you get beneath the surface level, you start to realize this is really, really complex stuff, especially when you're trying to incorporate the Euro dollar system. It creates its own dollars. 
outside of the Federal Reserve and the domestic banks. So how does that work if the U.S. is on a CBDC? Again, we wouldn't know the difference. It's all just a ledger system, but it would be it would be traceable. I don't want to say programmable. It would be traceable. So how does the how does the stuff that's not traceable interact with the stuff that is traceable, or at least the ledgers? See, again, I want to think of this not in terms of traceable money, but I want to think of it in terms of traceable ledgers. You see, and I was using that term incorrectly. I was saying, well, this is programmable money. This is programmable money. And that that was very confusing. And that's a mistake on my end. I, I should have said this is these are traceable ledgers. So if the Fed has all the ledgers, or if there is just one ledger, and that's on the Fed's balance sheet, or that's uh, held by the Fed, then in real time, they can see all of these transactions. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the, the money is traceable, that it has some sort of code in it. Although, I don't know, I'm not a technologist. Maybe they could go that direction or down that path. But it's more so that the ledger, everyone is on the same ledger, and therefore, they can trace it in real time. But in, in that world, they would still have to have the cooperation of the retailers to know what you're spending it on. Like right now, I'm sure most of you know this, you can go to Wells Fargo or Bank of America, and they almost kind of like have a QuickBooks thing for you where you can sort your expenditures by category. And that it, it, and I haven't done this in a couple of years, so I'm assuming now the technology is even better. But back then, what they would do, as you guys have all seen your bank statement, and you have you have a transaction for five bucks or something like that, and then you can see, or most of the time, you can see who the seller was. So if you go to Cheesecake Factory for twenty bucks or something, it'll it'll show twenty dollar debit, and it'll show Cheesecake Factory. And then what Wells Fargo does is they have obviously kind of like an AI system or a program that sees Cheesecake Factory and assumes this is food. And therefore, when you look at your little uh, chart of accounts or P&L that Wells Fargo does for you automatically, it just automatically puts that into the food category. That's a very simplistic version of what I think that the, the Fed would have under a central bank digital currency. So again, I, I might not even I might stop using that that term central bank digital currency. I might instead of that, I might replace it with maybe with central bank ledger network. That might be a better way to describe it that would be less confusing and far more accurate. So instead of a central bank digital currency, we have a central bank ledger network. So again, it would be a a hyper-sophisticated Wells Fargo just automatically sorting your current expenses. Because see, right now, if you think about what... uh, B of A or that service they provide, Wells Fargo, whomever it is, they can't break it. If you go to Cheesecake Factory, they can't tell if you ordered sugar or if you ordered steak or if you ordered vegetables. You see, we're taking this right back to a carbon credit score. See, how would they do that? It just says Cheesecake Factory. Now, they could assume that if you go to Ruth's Chris, that's going to have a, a far more negative impact on your carbon credit score than if you go to Whole Foods. But they, they really wouldn't have a, a super specific way of knowing. That's why I'm saying that the, that the merchants would have to somehow be incorporated into this network. 
So when the transaction was rung, rung up at the at the merchant level, it would differentiate between your what you ordered or the data going to the Fed, the central bank ledger network, instead of just saying transaction from Cheesecake Factory, it would say transaction from Cheesecake Factory, but then it'd also be broken down by exactly what you ordered. So there would have to be a, a, a point of sale system that was set up and, and, and made mandatory for the businesses in the real economy. Maybe they would make it, uh, maybe they would make getting a business license dependent upon using this new software, whatever they call it, Fedware. And so it wouldn't be that, that money that is, that is programmable, you know, going around because again, that implies there's money and there's not, there's just a ledger system. What, What we have is just them keeping score on a specific ledger. So the difference and the integration of software would have to come on the ledger side of it and then the point of sale transaction side of it. Because again, there is no money. All there is is just ledgers keeping score. So you can't change money because it doesn't exist. You can't change something that doesn't exist. The only thing that exists are ledgers to keep score. So that's what would have to change along with that point of sale having more detail so then, and then, the, then what they could also do too, is you'd say, well, how do they block, you know, how do they prevent you? How do they keep you from spending whatever the ledger says you have? Well, that wouldn't, I don't think that would be in the, 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 the numbers themselves, because again, at, at the end of the day, we're just talking about an Excel spreadsheet here. So I think that would be why that point of sale system would have to be connected to the central bank ledger network. So if you have exceeded your limit for beef, when you tried to order the beef from the cent- uh, from the cheesecake factory, the, the, the central bank ledger network would be able to communicate to the point of sale or whatever software, you know, that they're using at cheesecake factory, and it would pop up a red flag. And then the waitress would come to your table and say, Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Unfortunately, right now, at this point in time, uh, you're, you're, you've exceeded your limit on beef. We, we'd be more than happy to replace that with chicken or with salmon or with crickets. This, this is most likely how the system would work. So then what you've got to think through or what I have to think through, what I'm, I'm really excited to think through is how that ledger works with the euro dollar system and then works with the banking system, assuming the liabilities would have to move from the bank's ledger onto the central bank's ledger, because that's the only way that the purchasing power would, be, or the, the, the purchases and the purchasing power would be able to be micromanaged by the central authority. So that, that's when you add a whole new layer of, of complexity because you could sit there and say, okay, well, they can take their liabilities and move them over to the Fed. That would massively expand the Fed's balance sheet, obviously, which I don't think would really be a problem other than just with optics. But then how, how does the monetary system work? Because in order for the commercial banks to continue to manage the money supply, 
they would have to be able to have the power to increase and decrease the size of the Fed's balance sheet. It's almost like they, well, I don't want to say they'd swap roles because right now the Fed really doesn't have that, that, that type of control. But you, you, you see the, the, the banks, the, the commercial banks themselves would have to be able to create base money, just like right now they create broad money. Because in this world of a central bank ledger network, there would be no base money and no broad money because all of there would only be one ledger and that would be on the Fed's balance sheet or well, that would be the Fed's balance sheet. That would be the only ledger that would exist. Therefore, base money, broad, it'd all be the same. So where I was going with the title is the, the truth is, is scarier here is, is when you start to go down this rabbit hole. Uh, and understand there is no money, there's only ledgers. And then you think about the commercial banks having to have access to increase or or manipulate the one ledger that does exist. And then you think about how that would interact with the euro dollar market because they obviously would not have the ability to micromanage the, or to manage the Fed's balance sheet or to manipulate it. I mean, that's a better word. So how does that interplay? They would obviously have to have an account or you'd have to have some sort of, yeah, you have, they would also have to have, be on the Fed's ledger. So where you go, where you end up, where this road leads is the Federal Reserve replacing the Euro dollar system. That's where this leads, which is way, 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 way more scary, believe it or not, than just oh, the Fed's going to be able to trace how much beef or how much diesel fuel I use. Oh, this is 1984. No, no, no. Now we're talking about a whole new level of insanity. If they go that direction, and I, I don't know how they wouldn't, or, or else maybe they could. See, I'm going to have to think this through, guys. There, there might, I, I have to go over several different situations or several different transactions to try to create like roadblocks for myself. Like, okay, let's say Deutsche Bank is, is that you know, say Bermuda Bank creates Euro dollars and that goes over to Deutsche Bank. Then from, you know, how do the liabilities, how do the assets transfer? And then from there, let's say those dollars that are newly created via Deutsche, then they come back into JP Morgan. Now they're into the domestic system. How, how does that work? Um, with right from the standpoint of right now that could settle on the fed's balance sheet or it might not settle on the fed's balance sheet and if it doesn't settle on the fed's balance sheet and if the future it would have to because there is only one ledger or only one balance sheet then then how you know what are the risks there and and how or is it even possible for the fed to integrate that system to the point where their balance sheet or their ledger backs up the entire global monetary system. That's the, the, the question that I really, really need to think through and that uh, I'm going to explore quite extensively. Hopefully do a whiteboard video tomorrow on that. All right, guys, let me close this out. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.